Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Pet Pod. This is the podcast that's all about pets. I'm Zara Boland. I'm a vet, a consultant, and an all-around animal lover. And each episode, I'm going to be joined by one or two of my veterinary friends and colleagues from across the pet healthcare industry so that we can offer you handy tips and some expert advice to help keep your beloved family pet healthy and above all, happy. Today's podcast is supported by YouMove, which is the UK's number one vet joint supplement brand for dogs. It's clinically proven to work in just six weeks, and it's recommended for older dogs who are starting to slow down and show some signs of stiffness. Just like my own little girl, Rumba, who's nine years old. She's a Bernese mountain dog, and she's been reaping the benefits of YouMove over the last couple of months as well. But YouMove also has a range of products available to help younger dogs and canine athletes to stay on top form. And it's also available for cats, horses, and even us humans. Now, the team at YouMove are on a mission to make sure that every dog, cat, and horse lives their most active life for life, and that's why they're very generously offering a 40% discount code to anyone who listens to the Pet Pod. So make sure that you visit youmove.co.uk and enter the code PETPOD40 when you get to the checkout. So today we're delving into the world of physiotherapy for our small companion animals, and my guest is Hannah Oliver-Byrne. Now, Hannah is the chair of the Association of Chartered Physiotherapists and Animal Therapy, which is also known as ACPAT, and she also runs a very busy clinic in Warwickshire where she treats dogs, cats and horses, as well as humans. Hannah, a very big welcome to the Pet Pod, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's an area that I'm really, really interested in, and I have to confess straight away, hands in the air, I don't have an awful lot of knowledge at all about physiotherapy. Um, obviously, I've referred people to to physiotherapists, pet physiotherapists, but I think maybe even before we get into that, I'm really fascinated to learn that you treat people as well as dogs, cats, and horses. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be fairly unusual in your the human side of your profession. So how did it come about? I mean, for me personally, I, um, I've always had animals in my life, um, horses, dogs, cats, everything. And, uh, and I decided fairly early on um, that I wanted to be a physiotherapist for people. And then sort of on the grapevine realised that there was this animal physiotherapy side that you could get into if you wanted to. And so after a bit of uh, practice, a bit of private practice in the human field, I then decided to do a master's in veterinary physiotherapy and, and go down that route. Um, and I think that's what most of the physiotherapists in the country that are chartered physiotherapists in animal therapy, that's 
the route that most of us have gone down. There's about 400 of us in the UK. Compared to physiotherapists in general, that's quite marginal amount. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, and most of us um, work in the human field still, as well as with animals. Gosh, and so I didn't realise that. I truly didn't. I thought um, to be a pet physiotherapist, you kind of went down this kind of complementary road where you didn't have to have any human training. So I'm. It's great to hear that it's a full degree in people, and then and then onto pets as a second kind of master's degree. Yeah, you're super qualified. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 great because we can transfer our skills uh, in the human world and the evidence base that we've got there um, into the into the animal field and um but it's in the uk it's a bit different in in um other parts of the world but in the uk it, it's not a, a protected title or a regulated thing so you could have people that are uh, animal physiotherapists that have gone down a completely different route that haven't gone human first ah uh, okay so it gets a bit confusing but from my point of view and from acpat's point of view we're all human human first so if someone wants to find a physiotherapist then with your level of training, they need to go through the ACPAT website. Is that right? Yes, there's a, a bit on there that says find a physio. Well, what we can do is we can add a link to that so people can find a member in their area if they need it for themselves and their pet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell you what, I've you know the number of families that I treat where I'm treating the people and their animals is... Is I just like I just have a whole. Then might as well go and do a home visit and treat mum, dad, children, dog, cat, horse. <laughs> Brilliant! You must have a serious surgery set up. I mean, what's your clinic look like? <laughs> well, I've, I've found it easier to have different clinics depending on what species I'm treating at the time. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I, I think maybe. You know, I, I think this myself and I should know better, but the most common kind of type of physio that, that we think about when we think of physiotherapy is the hands-on and the manual manipulation of, of muscles and joints. But, you know, I know that there's a, a huge variety of, of physio out there. So what I'd love to do is chat through the different, the different types and the benefits of each one. So can we start with, with my bog standard basic knowledge of, of muscle manipulation? <laughs> and I'm kind of, I guess my question there is I'm wondering how easy it is to carry out on, uh, well, I, I think cats in particular could be challenging, but um, in animals in general. Cats, cats happen to be my favorite species to treat because they are the most challenging. <laughs> um, so it, it really depends on the individual with, with all animals, but especially so with cats, because they aren't used to being told to sit still and lie down or you know stay so you have to work and some cats absolutely love fuss and you can therefore do quite a lot of manual therapy techniques on them with you know massage techniques and um, gentle joint mobilization techniques they can tolerate them some tolerate them quite well but then you've got other cats that you know, don't tolerate fuss generally. And that's why, you know, taking a really good subjective history about, you know, talking to the owner rather than the cats, the cat's not <laughs> going to tell you very much, but <laughs> talking to the owner initially about, you know, what the, what the cat's like, what what the behaviour is like and how, how they are in a, on a day-to-day basis. It tell you a lot about what you'll then be able to do with the cat to achieve the goal that 
that you're aiming for. So some cats you'd end up doing, you know, less hands-on, so you'd use other techniques like electrotherapy, laser therapy or ultrasound therapy or exercise therapy um, to achieve the same results. Um, And obviously, depending on the animal, you're going to be using varying degrees of pressure, (laughs) With a cat, you're going to be fairly light on your pressure because they're fairly small. (laughs) And well weaponized. (laughs) Yes, be prepared to be scratched. But with, you know, with a horse, you've got to have quite a lot of strength to achieve, um, you know, releasing some of that really tight um, muscle tissue, myofascial tissue. Well, yeah, I can imagine like um, trying to mobilize a knee joint in a horse would be incredibly challenging. Yeah, you've got to, you've you, you've got to be fairly fit and strong to be able to do that, um, and sometimes it, you know depending on on the physiotherapist, you might choose to get that joint moving with an exercise instead. You know, using the horse's body weight to do what you want it to do, rather than trying to put all that pressure through yourself. Well, you'll be in need of the physio yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm fascinated about the cats, and and so I assume then, with uh with the manipulation or the massage that you're giving to a cat, if it is a hands-on um therapy or you're you're utilizing, then you you demonstrate to their owner or the pet parent how to do that themselves at home. Yeah, you you might do if it's something that you think that they would benefit from doing on a you know daily or several times a day basis. So. Typically, a lot of the time, post-operatively, for example, with with uh, limb problems, you uh, want to get that limb, all those joints moving. And so, me, you know, me or another physiotherapist doing that on a one-off occasion, once a week or even twice a week, is probably not going to be enough. So, showing the owners how to properly and gently mobilize the whole limb and all the joints is is really important so they can do it every couple of hours if necessary to just keep that joint and those limb joints moving so that everything can heal appropriately and it's quite it can be quite successful I assume if if you know it goes well definitely it's very rewarding to see these animals recover uh, especially when you've got really great owners that are doing the exercises and following the advice and actually most of our clientele by the time they've got to us they are really invested or they're invested in their in their animals care uh, enough that most of that uh, owners are better with doing their animals exercises than they are with themselves really (laughs) yeah oh isn't that typical you always put yourself kind of at the bottom of the list don't you (laughs) absolutely yeah. All right. Well, look, let's talk about the different types of physio. You mentioned a couple of them there just a moment ago. So take us through maybe some of the other options when you're not going to be manipulating hands on. Yeah. So the, the main um, the sort of three main treatments that the physiotherapy as a profession has uh, developed from. So using obviously massage and manual therapy, using electrotherapy or, or electrical modalities to achieve results and exercise therapy so from an electrotherapy point of view um, there's uh, uh, quite a bit of of research for the you know supporting the use of it in aiding um, healing and pain relief and it varies with what tools 
physiotherapists use for what in the veterinary world there's a lot of use of laser at the minute laser therapy to achieve those results and most of us physios utilize that within our in in our treatment plans and so with laser therapy I'm, I'm i'm again really interested to hear that that falls under electrotherapy because that that word alone kind of almost makes me wince thinking oh my gosh electrical currents that that can't be very pleasant um but it's a it's a, an umbrella term by the sounds of it it is absolutely and actually i think the technical term is being changed but it's just more of a mouthful i think it's now called electrophysical therapy agents instead of electrotherapy so it's just still easier to say electrotherapy it sounds a little less scary though when you spell it out in more words (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so it just is an umbrella term for all the different types of therapy that might use light or ultrasound or um, muscle stimulation with a, a very light electrical current you know most people have heard of a TENS machine a um, for pain relief and it, it's that sort of it's, it's all those sort of things underneath that umbrella term including you know electrical magnetic therapy you know pulsed electrical magnetic therapy because it's very broad it's a wide wide range of options there yeah so how do you choose which one to use for each specific situation <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's how most of us don't have all of them because you would just, you, you know, you don't end up needing a truck to get from <laughs> place to place. So, um, so it really depends on the individual case and the individual problem and also what you're used to using, what you're competent in using as a, as a physiotherapist. So, um, you know, I personally uh, choose laser therapy and TENS and um, muscle stimulation machines uh, to do most of the sort of electrotherapy that I do but colleagues of mine use more ultrasound um, use more um, magnetic therapy devices to to achieve their results Um, and in the literature it seems that laser therapy and ultrasound therapy seem to have quite a direct effect on local tissue healing so you can have an impact on how quickly a tendon or ligament or wound heals, especially with the laser therapy. It's got quite an evidence base for wound healing. And then sort of the, the muscle stimulation, you, you'll get a direct impact on one muscle to try and get the muscle to switch on and build up a bit if there's a really weak muscle on one limb, for example. Okay, now that makes sense. And I, I have seen an um, ultrasound used in, in horses before, specifically for, for ligament or tendon injury. But I'm, I'm really interested in the, in the laser therapy. So when one thinks of laser therapy, for me anyway, I, I think of a laser that we use in surgery where you actually, it's, a, it's a quite a, a hot laser that cuts through, um, cuts through tissue, which is what we do in surgery. But I'm pretty sure that's not the laser you're talking about here, is it, Anna? No, it's it's not like Austin Powers. We're not yeah. going to blow up the world. <laughs> so how does it work then? <laughs> it's low level. It's lower power laser than those higher power lasers that you that, that we know about. Um, so there's most of the literature is in class three. 
BE lasers and in class four lasers for um, tissue healing. Um, and the way that they class them is literally just on the amount of power that they're providing. But both class 3B and class 4 lasers, they just emit uh, a near-infrared light uh, onto an area um, and it's absorbed by the tissues and that light then um, being absorbed by the tissues has an impact on how fast the cells can do their job. But the, the important thing is that with class 3B lasers it doesn't uh, cause a heating effect. So it's a non-heating, cold laser uh, is a non-heating effect. The class fours do have more of a heating effect, so therefore you have to move them around and they're, they're used for a shorter amount of time over an area because they do produce a heating effect. Um, but the the end game is the same. You know, you get the treatment effects, whether it's in a slightly shorter time with a slight heating effect, or no heating effect with a slightly longer time. But, you know, it's marginal. We're talking seconds rather than you know hours or something like that. I can't imagine a cat standing still for any more no. than seconds anyway. You haven't got the time, exactly. <laughs> and and that's, that's another great use of it, why I've ended up using it so much within my practice, is because they don't feel the laser. So if, a, if you've got a, a dog or a cat or even a horse that's really not very tolerant of being touched that much you can use the laser which they can't really feel they've only got to stay still for a short amount of time and you can get a really quick healing effect going on with the laser and pain relief as well so it's, it's really useful on that front whereas the other modalities usually involve a little bit more not necessarily again that you can feel what they're doing like from the human literature but they're a bit more pressure take a little bit longer they might have to wear the the apparatus longer for it to have the effect so I guess what you do then is you decide um once you've once you've met the animal you've got the full history and you've had a chance to kind of ascertain their temperament yourself what what they may or may not tolerate in terms of what will be the best option treatment option to help them yeah exactly okay if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then you mentioned also the third type was exercise therapy. Yeah, exercise therapy. Anything that comes underneath that umbrella, exactly so. I think then of hydrotherapy, would that would fall yeah, under that? <laughs> that would fall under that, exactly. So hydrotherapy is the you know, exercising within water, uh, whether that is in a pool and you're asking the animals to swim or even stand on a platform within the pool and do exercises in the pool um, or and an underwater treadmill therapy. Yes, I've seen those actually. And how how do you find them in terms of, I can speak from my own personal opinion of my dog who loves to go swimming, for example, in, in rivers and chasing sticks and stuff. But that's, I would imagine, a very short term benefit of go in, retrieve the stick, return versus a therapy session whereby, you know, they're they're kind of being requested to stay swimming for a lot longer to get that activity and mobility. Yeah, not not always though. It's it's okay. very useful because you can you can contain them. Um, so so whether you're in the pool with the dog, you can in general you can control how much they're doing, and you can give them lots of rest breaks in between sets, for example. And the same with an underwater treadmill therapy. It's useful because you can assess as well as treat them in in the underwater treadmill tank because they're they're staying in one place effectively and you can move around them and you can facilitate them their movement to achieve a more optimal movement uh, as changing the water height and the water in in general we advise that it's between 26 28 degrees celsius so you've got uh, a, a bit of extra warmth in the water which is only going to facilitate all that lovely pain relief around uh, joints and limbs and and you get an effect on the on swelling as well because of the, the hydrostatic pressure in the water so you, you get a lot of benefits other than them just exercising in the water which in in itself is is harder work than exercising on land to a certain extent but most importantly, the way I use it a lot is for spinal cases with dogs uh, where they're not necessarily able to walk yet, but you can get them supported by the body of water and a therapist, and then you can encourage normal walking movement, which seems to stimulate that normal walking pattern much quicker. So good success rates then in, in dogs with spinal injuries with hydrotherapy. Yeah, really, really good success rate. That's great. Yeah. And yes. and dare I ask, cats and hydrotherapy? <laughs> it is done. I'm not very brave in doing it, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I do I do know of, of colleagues that get quite good results from doing that with cats. Um I prefer to keep my skin intact and opt for more um, home-based treatments for cats in general uh, where they're comfortable in their own environment 
and 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 that's where exercise therapy isn't just hydrotherapy it's there's so many things that we can do to get the owners to do with treat stimulation or with toy stimulation getting them to walk over things and under things and twist around and balance on things um, which can can be really useful for owners and they, owners love doing that to get their animals better at home and it's a nice thing for them to do to bond with their animals as well that's a bit like training well I was about to say it would definitely definitely strengthen the the really special bond that that yeah. human animal bond so I guess then um, therapies are are they probably performed in combination with each other then often yeah so often you'll you'll do you know one or two or three of them all together or you'll you'll focus on one or two things and then you'll get the owners doing more of the exercise therapy uh, land-based things at home so you can get the most out of the session that way and and making sure that the animal gets um the benefits of all those different types of treatments uh, if, if you've got time and if it if it suits the animal like I said it really depends on the individual to if any of those you know for a cat for example I wouldn't opt for hydrotherapy and um, perhaps might be limited on how much manual massage therapy I can do so I'm, I might spend a bit of time doing some laser therapy and then focus time doing exercise therapy for example because I'm going to get more out of that for that animal and that patient. That makes sense and then do you give ideas obviously you do um, for for the owners back home so in terms of I, mean, I love the idea that you just said of, of of getting the cats active and whether that's with plays and toys um, or you know do, do you create a schedule for them and say look we want you to kind of create this obstacle course for your cat? Yeah absolutely yeah I've I've had I had I had one cat um a while ago uh, amazing cat that had been hit by a car wow. and broken uh, both of his back legs and his pelvis and oh, he took a long time to um recover and he had some pins put in and then they had to have some pins taken out because they were causing rubbing and issues and then we we were trying to get him to to use his back legs properly again and the owners they had they set up a, a whole sort of box castle where they had holes within the boxes and the cat could climb up and down and wow. underneath and um and using a laser pointer to get him to stretch up and stretch onto his back legs and 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 he just loved it he he <laughs> And he got completely better and was out hunting again within months of his injury. God, that's incredible. It's it's just great. And, and that's what really is one of the most rewarding things. Because with people, when you're treating people, it's partly dependent on on them. You know, they've got to to follow your advice and, and do the exercises. And they, when they get better, it's rewarding and, and they often tell you so. But when you can get an animal better to that level of function again, when they really, you know, don't know themselves what they're doing, they're just basing it on instinct and you're relying on the owners. It's just that that's a bit more rewarding, I think. Of course it is. I'm starting to think there's a, there's a niche area for um for a form of physio where like we reward the people with treats <laughs> and toys and play. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, worth. maybe we should get maybe we should get the sweets and the wine out for some of yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs>
Oh, okay. I th- look, I think we've covered most things there. Maybe just one or two quick questions that we can slot in. So you mentioned there about car injuries, but I, I hope you don't see too many of those. Um, but what is the most common health condition that you treat? The most common things that we see are cruciate ligament um, tears, um, also hip and elbow dysplasias and arthritis, uh, spinal uh, injuries and post operatively um, with those we see some quite a few neurological cases as well those those odd um, cases like raccoon's disease where there's really no medical or surgical management for them um, and it's just a case of rehabilitation from when they are completely paralyzed to then getting them back to function again I mean that's hugely rewarding yeah, so rewarding, and they're probably one of the most rewarding cases that I get to treat. Although I love treating those those oldies, the older dogs that are, you know, that are struggling to to get around and get up, and then when you see them, you know, walking so much better and so much more comfortable, and then lasting for you know years on from where everybody thought they were going to last and from a horse point of view we see a lot of back pain because of um you know riding them basically <laughs> um, uh, in 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 saddles and poorly fitting saddles and the way that we ask them to to perform for us but also seeing sprains and strains and arthritic problems in them as well well, and good success rates with with the right therapy. Yeah, absolutely. It's rare that we don't get good re- results with the right therapy. It's it's when something's not quite adding up that we have to work closely with the multidisciplinary team, the vets, the the you know the the other paraprofessionals within the team as well to try and find out what's going on. And often when something isn't progressing the way it technically should from our experience and from the evidence there's usually something else going on and and that's where that close relationship between us physiotherapists and the vets go you know really works because we can refer them straight back and they can then have a look a little bit closer at maybe why that's not uh, improving the way it should yeah, no, it's fascinating. Mm. The last episode we recorded was all about arthritis. So I'm really interested to just pick up on what you mentioned there about dogs, particularly, and helping them with arthritis. So what specifically would you be recommending that people could maybe do at home with their with their aging pets? I mean, the biggest thing is, is if you don't use it, you lose it. That saying is something that I think I am a broken record on <laughs> on a weekly basis is... These older dogs, they may look at you with those puppy dog eyes like it's the worst thing that you're asking them to do is just to go outside to go for a pee. But actually (laughs) getting them to go outside, getting them to walk around for that little bit longer or seeing if they're they're a bit more active, just maintaining those 20, you know, 10 to 20, even 30 minute walks, even if it's slower um even if you're driving them somewhere so that they can walk on easier terrain it goes a long way and exercises i just give people simple exercises to do for a lot of these particularly hind limb arthritic problems like sit to stand is such an easy thing to get them doing and it's like doing doggy squats you're (laughs) really (laughs) strengthening um and a lot of 
arthritis um, issues are because they're not using their muscles properly to mobilise the joints. And the joints may be arthritic, but their muscles aren't supporting them. And if you get those muscles supporting them, and the joints are used that little bit more, a bit more blood flow, the lubrication of the joints improved, and then it seems to have an impact on their pain, uh, reducing their pain, reducing inflammation, and helping them to be more active and do the things that they love doing. Now, I'm glad you mentioned the multidisciplinary team approach earlier because we talked about the ACPAT website at the start of this episode um, where people can find a local qualified pet physiotherapist for themselves and their pets. But do people actually need a veterinary referral before bringing their pet in to see a physio? From the animal physiotherapy profession, legally, we have to have consent from the vets for the vets to be referring to us makes that that simplest because if they can refer to us that's automatic consent that the that the vet is um, allowing that animal to have physiotherapy in the human world we are autonomous practitioners so we can just treat a person if they walk in our door but with the animals we have to have consent so that's that the first step is is that initial relationship and then once that's happened. You, either the owner gets in contact with us because the vets have given them our details, or they go on to find a physio on the ACPAT site, for example, and find their local physiotherapist, contact them. Then it's just a case of coming to the clinic and, and we would then do a full assessment before we did any treatment options and discuss that entirely with the owners. Oh, Hannah, you've been brilliant. It's been absolutely fascinating to chat with you. I'd love to have spent a lot more time with you. Thank you. That's been my pleasure. It's really, really lovely to talk about my passion and what, what we do. Well, that's all for this episode of The Pet Pod. But don't forget, no one knows your pets like you do. So if you're ever worried or concerned about their health, please be sure to contact your local veterinary practice first. And to make sure that you receive the next episode please do like and subscribe. And I want to say thank you again to YouMove for sponsoring today's episode and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.